Hello, listener. This is one of my episodes where I stress test my thought frameworks and look for ways to improve upon them. As a reminder, I made an error with my first six episodes that involved intermittently losing sound from my microphone. Unfortunately, this also resulted in the loss of one entire episode. I do want to take this opportunity to apologize to Florence. I loved the conversation we had, and I am terribly sorry that it was lost. I would love to have you on again anytime. For these last three episodes, I did not do much editing at all. My first two episodes had taken so much time to edit, and I was just delaying far too much. To give you some context, I'm posting these in 2023, and they were recorded in spring of 2021. The voice cuts out a lot, but I hope you can still get some value out of the episode. I will be sure that this doesn't happen again. Let's begin. You're going to try to convince me to save the world. Some of our ideas are a bit ambitious. I know how hard this is for you to hear. Government should be afraid of their people. you got the makings of greatness in you. What we do in life echoes in eternity. If you could see your whole life from start to finish. We would be given a choice to betray our chosen destinies. I have to believe in a world outside my own mind. An idea that is fully formed, fully understood, that sticks. Love is the one thing that transcends dimensions of time and space. Are you watching closely? Welcome, my beautiful, wonderful listener, to the Talking About Talking podcast. Today I am joined by Yao Zhang, who has a master's degree in neuropathophysiology and a bachelor's degree in biopharmaceutics from Weijong University of Science and Technology. Did I get that? That's pretty good. Yeah, it's close enough. And he has a PhD in cellular and molecular neuroscience from the University of Tubis. Tubingen. Tubingen. Yeah, Tubingen. Tubingen. I really got to print instead of use cursive next time I take notes. Anyways, Yao, thank you for joining me. How are you today, Yao? Been great. How great. are you? I'm good, man. Um, so to get started here, Yao, I, you and I had a brief phone conversation and I had to do my best to get off that phone call because I knew we would get stuck if I didn't. Um, and on that phone conversation, I used a particular phrase that hit home with you and you sent me a post you made recently on Facebook. And I am going to read that post, not all of it, most of it. And then I'm going to ask you some questions to follow up. So the post goes like this, a paradigm shift is needed and is on the brink of happening for our society and this world. The division of people based on social economic conditions, based on political spectrum, based on race and ideology, etc., etc., is deeply flawed and misleading. We have been overlooking and certainly underestimating our similarities and focus on the differences for too long, and the consequences have been grave and in many cases dead. As much as the status quo may seem too stagnant and despairingly unchangeable, I can say with confidence that it is an illusion and some mind games are being played. It is time to let humanity and each of us take control and be our guide a new and better world will emerge from this. So I agree with so much of that message and I absolutely love it and I love the way you wrote it. My first question is this, how would you describe what you mean when I say and when you say paradigm shift? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> actually paradigm shift, meaning all of those components of different way of thinking, different seeing the world, they are all coexisting in our mind, in our society. A paradigm shift in my opinion is not to say 
bring about something that does not exist to the world, but actually it's about、uh, shifting the combination of different things. Okay,、and、so it's, it's not creating something new out of nothing. No, it's not creating a new combination of things that are already there. Yeah, and such shift actually happens all the time in history. It's just I just feel have the feeling that it is about to happen, and or certainly I feel that it's better it happens. Maybe sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. And that was going to be my follow-up question that you you said it's about to happen, and in this you wrote is on the brink of happening. In what ways do you feel like we are on the brink? We're approaching the emergence of a paradigm shift. What ways are you seeing that in the world, or do you feel that that's coming? In so many ways. Um, and one of the reasons that you and I miraculously miraculously get connected is because I recently made made a trip to Chatham Kent. <clears throat> Chatham.、Uh, so last year on May the sixteenth, they、um, pull off the first、uh, event of the Miracle Food Drive for a town of one hundred six thousand people, resident, and you、uh, raised six hundred seventy five thousand pound of food,、mm-hmm. which actually,、uh, well, because of how Guinness、uh, uh, World Record was. Function, so they did not manage to get entered into the world record. Actually, they it was a new world record. Oh, really? Yeah, and I and I came to um I I kind of felt felt called to come to Channel Ten because、uh, Montreal also did that, and we learned all the recipes from Channel Ten. And、mm-hmm. then again, I I after Montreal we did our second one, and I realized I sh- well oh my god, so I feel that the very first place. In the entire Canada, as a matter of fact, this also in the entire world happened in in Chatham Kent, and also they pulled off such a big success. There's there must be something very special in Chatham Kent.、Mm-hmm. So that made me、uh, feel very strongly to go there and see what is special about this area. And I was pleasantly、mm, confirmed that I do feel that there's something very special. So again, so you were saying, you know, it it just brings back to my answer to your question, meaning. So the way we run grassroots movement and the way grassroots movement、uh, movement can be successful in such a、uh, big degree. Sorry also, to cut you off. You're saying gra- grass grassroots movement. Meaning grassroots. Yeah. So meaning this、okay. drive is you know we the goal is to bring the community together to. To put our differences aside, to unite everyone under the umbrella of helping our neighbors who are, you know, suffering,、uh, who are not able to put food on our table、uh, due to COVID, right? So, um, and um, yeah, so so this grassroots, which doesn't have any government involvement or anything like that, we just kind of feel called to to do something together, and then we can have such level of big big degree of success. And I, I think that is one, one,、um, one, one. That's very telling in a way. So you're, know, you're saying that、uh, Chatham Kent accomplishing this feat of being in a global pandemic came together and smashed this record on a food drive, and it was the situation that brought us to do that and brought us to recognize the significance of that, and that that is evidence that East communities are able to shift and. Grow and produce some sort of positive effects on the world. Yeah, and I think this is a paradigm, and or no, that is a model. I, I basically I see this、uh, being able to. It's it's kind of a represent representation of what is yet to come. To be honest, and also again, I what I discovered during my short visit is, is actually on、uh, the the success of this food drive is only、um, kind of is only because a lot of things has been prepared ahead of time in decades probably、um, in this committee. So、mm-hmm. you know the level of of of、um, immense inner wellness. 
among those people. You know, the level of care that I um that those people that I spoke with show a level of care in terms of caring for their neighbor, caring for their um, community. In the, mm-hmm. the, the um, you know, to treat something that you would consider almost optional to uh, like, you know, I can do this, I can do not. This is kind of volunteer work. And yep. with the level of seriousness of something more than their own job, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So if, if I may, kind of like a sense of tribe where people are, acknowledging that their neighbors are significant oh yeah absolutely so okay so meaning i was just saying that this type of shift already happened in some of those uh pirate yeah 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 Yeah. and then uh to kind of further correct me if i'm wrong but you're considering the fact that our community has been able to accomplish this could be considered a variable in a future paradigm shift saying uh paradigm shift isn't necessarily something new it's a collection of things kind of coming together so this could be one of those things that is part of the whole that becomes a paradigm shift it's almost kind of a representation of what is yet to come in my opinion it's kind of a mini uh example yeah is and you know what is very remarkable is not in fact it's not just what they have achieved by number mm-hmm. what is uh, very remarkable um, as i look more into how this process was organized i was even more amazed meaning people came inside with such little ego inside so this this team which pulled off this event in, um, during this Mar- may 16th miracle in town kent they are brilliant brilliant people they're successful um entrepreneurs, they are community leaders, they are philosophers, they are people who have, who have um, you know, the people who are most influential in their community, but they came in with this sense of responsibility with, they put the purpose forward above anything else, and they basically just navigate together with 12 people, and I think the team, the original team who, who was kind of the so-called directors, would you know, like the people who are coming with all, most of ideas, mm-hmm. they, 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 work together in a way that is um, very, very new and very forward thinking as well. Okay, and so that- can you elaborate on that? How how were you in forward thinking as opposed to older, not forward thinking? So meaning no one is fully in charge and then no, they do not have a set agenda. As much as you might think that this type of organization may not work and they will gonna collapse, it, didn't, it just did the opposite. Uh, so they have this... Uh, vision of wanting to bring the community together and want to help their neighbor, help their neighbor. And then they all put their own ego aside, put the preset, um, pre, uh, you know, how, how, how society has shaped them aside, how, how um, they have done things differently or their own way aside before they come into the table discussion and they uh, be very adaptive and very um agile and then um, yeah and they truly were able to um, put the purpose forward and to be able to um yeah that's kind of the, the, the essence of it yeah the basically uh, the ego the extraction of the ego the fighting it neglecting it not letting it command your decisions however you want to word it and I, I love that you brought that up, the ego and let be an underlying theme to a lot of our conversation moving forward. Um, I, so I did look over your, you sent me your thesis. I told you to send me your thesis. I looked over that. Oh my God. So thesis in Germany. So, uh, sprechen Sie Deutsch? Ein bisschen. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Not, not very well. 
I well, I forgot most of my German. Oh yeah, okay. My French is much better now. <laughs> the German friends that speak really well hook me up. I want someone to talk to in German so I can practice my German. I have many. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, so you studied a particular protein molecule. Did I use the right words there? Mol protein molecule. Is that it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so a protein molecule that basically transported other protein molecules around neurons? Within neuron. Within neuron. the neuron. Yeah. And, and kind of to give the listener a clearer understanding, was my analogy that I used on the phone accurate with it being kind of like a train car in a city or something like that? Is that how would you? Yeah, very, 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 very much so, yeah. Okay, so it's as if this protein molecule is the train car that moves around a city that is the neuron. Yeah, you can say the city is the neuron. Yeah, yeah. and then the people or yeah, that are the cargo of those. So what is the significance <clears throat> of that molecule? And then what does understanding it better provide for understanding? Yeah, um, so honestly, we still do not completely understand the, the function of the, this molecule yet. Uh, I mean, although it's discovered a long time ago. And so basically my project, because for PhDs is normally very focused, so I'm just trying to shed light or trying to understand or like better, understand mm -hmm. this better, understand this process better. Like a very so, small variable. Yeah, I mean, again, in terms of why it is important just it's same with why um it is important for us to construct road and also maintain the road and also build better cars mm -hmm. and for us for our city to function properly the same yeah. significance i would say so okay yeah you know our life our life would be very much disrupted if no car is running or no no form of transportation is working in the in the city right and that is what might happen this type of disaster scenario is what might happen if that protein is not functioning properly. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Primary stuff that I was looking to discuss, I might take it in a different order, but to kind of reiterate what I had prefaced you with, depend on kind of building these ideas and definitely challenging these ideas and I have no idea how or when or if it's even possible. Ideally, the goal is, like you're saying, a paradigm shift. I want to create a collect distributed in some way or that can create a plan to distribute thoughts that can solve our problems and conflicts in the world, if that makes sense. I love that. It's insane that I even think that this is possible. But to me, it's the only thing that makes sense. Because, it, and I, I guess I'll start with that, is to me, the whole overarching thing is there's no apprehension of our existence. There's no, like, there's no pill, of course. There's no program. There's no piece of technology. There's no mountain that can, there's not going to be a single person that can do a single task. None of those things are going to be able to result in solving an enormous amount of problem. The only thing that global problems, global issues is communication and understanding. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it's a very um, profound and very eclectic question. <laughs> so um, certainly uh, a lot of things came to my mind. Um, so, so let me, again, uh, I think we can start with something that is relatively fundamental. That is, what is a problem? Mm -hmm. So I think we all know that we're communicating. Yeah, we're communicating. And then, so so we're, there is a form, communication is something, if, if, if the, the concept or the definition of communication can be very narrow or very broad. Agreed. So yeah, I'm really, I mean, my, I, if I work on the street and some people just saw me on the, on the, from the windowsill, I think that somehow if, if the person saw me, 
is somehow there's some information being communicated. Yep, yep. So I, I think we certainly, you, 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 I feel that you feel called to create this program or this podcast or this platform is because maybe we think this, our current forms and our current, current way, our current um, toolkit, our current, um, yeah, it's kind of the communication, maybe some forms, maybe too much already, and some form maybe too little. And then mm-hmm. that there might be some sort of uh, imbalance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that seemed to leading to some what you call problem. I, I'm actually in the process trying to reduce the word of problem in my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. But like situations that we consider not op- optimal. Yes. And yeah. that I would I would agree with that easy way to summarize. We probably shouldn't have genocide. That's probably a bad thing. We probably shouldn't have massive amounts of people starving. Probably shouldn't have problems. Right. And yeah. Of course, there's going to be people that have different perspectives on that, but we'll get more into that later, I'm sure. So I'll just go over some how you feel about these thoughts. And if you feel that there's like kind of a plot hole in it or a logic piece that's missing or something, or if you had something to add to it, whatever, break it, add to it. I don't care. Make a lot of sense. Okay, awesome. So first of all, I think it's really significant to and I'll start with my intent. I guess I've given you my intent on this and that I kind of want to like lead the primary leader. I want you to kind of take the wheel whenever you feel like taking the wheel, right? Like anytime, because I've, I've had these conversations. I've talked about this with people. So anytime you want to just veer off. Okay. So first of all, it, it seems relevant to when discussing something so complex, uh, recognize that there's a priority list, whether or not they are actively aware of it. And some people will like prioritize health or prioritize work or whatever. But I feel like there is a fundamental, whether they will admit it or not, or whether they recognize it or not is irrelevant. I feel like every single human, their top priority is the relation important to them. So whether that's you, and your relationships with your people that are most important to you or me or Wes Thompson or Donald Trump doesn't matter relationships with the people in our life. And that it's, it's important to quantify it like that. No, not no, the no, people. No. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Do you invite your people, people to interject? I don't know what. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. In, interject, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so th- I have a small question and then I am going to comment on, on what so far. Sure. Saying so there are peaks. I don't, I didn't get what do you mean peaks? Peaks. So if you were to make a list of priorities for like, I'm a fitness person when it's like a list of priorities for health, no human is an exception, you have to sleep. And if you don't sleep, you literally compromise everything else in the pyramid. So the top top one or top few on your priority that would you consider the top few items on your priority list mm-hmm. uh, are the peaks? Yes, but okay. I'm I am claiming that the top one as a peak. as a peak, not a humans is relationships. Gotcha. Okay, sure. Um, I think it makes sense, but I actually do want to challenge you on that. Okay, let's hear. I think a lot of people. Mm, it, it makes sense to be honest, but I think a lot of people lost sight of uh, one's own relations with self. I think that is something. Um, uh, so when, uh, so years ago, or in, in my first many years uh, in my life, I do focus a lot on my external relationship with mm, with others. You know, my close family, my partner, and my relative, my coworkers, and whatnot, and mm-hmm. my friends, of course. And uh, I realized uh, actually when I focus too much on that, that is when I had a lot of sufferings. When I when mm-hmm. I was kind of 
confused. When I actually uh, realized I haven't, when I was, actually it happened relatively recently. It, it only happened in the past couple of years. And when I realized, okay, actually I did not realize I have also, I need to focus on myself and also my uh, knowing better about myself, knowing the internal structure of, of the self. And I, that is actually when I start feeling centered. And I actually, I, I realized when I know about who I am and when I have a really good relationship with myself, myself then actually i i start having be able to position each and every one people uh, around me uh, much much better so i would stop here for now and... yeah that makes complete the scope of relationships being the most important thing because you're talking about a situation where you're trying to decide on the balance of your relationship with yourself which we could consider as one of the most important people in your life right and to think that uh, and it, it's hard to say that the relationship with the self is the most important because if you had that and we omit relationships with other people, then life would be empty and not feel like it had meaning because we're social beings. Um, and so I think you, d you really added to that by saying that your relationship with yourself is significant. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I might even push a bit further than that. Um, again, it, it may actually sound controversial at this point. Meaning, in my opinion, one relationship with, with self is probably better to be primary to because yes, and, and then you know yourself and you kind of got a good relationship with yourself. Then, well, you know, actually, you know who is the entity who is actually interacting with your mm -hmm. partner. So, so I'm trying to, I, I, I basically, I'm just trying to say, from my perspective, I may even further. I like that. Okay. I, I can actually agree with that, that the relationship with yourself can come as priority over the other ones so that it technically can be the peak um, or definitely in at second place. And with that said, we still have literally nothing else in human existence above either of those. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but again, you also have one more thing to say from physical um, or other people, to be honest, I think another component that in my opinion, uh, we have not paid enough attention to is our relationship with non not, I, I think that is uh, severely overlooked. I'll just give you one very example. I have a, I have a, um, I have a le le uh, jacket which I bought, um, which I um, when I visited my family a few years ago, I bought it um, together with my mom. So it is very warm, and um, I, I, you know, it's I just wear it pretty often. And then because I wear it pretty often, so it gets a bit worn. It's not really like broken or having a hole. It's just like some part of it, some the the the, the, the the, the paint the, the just kind of got scratched a little. Doesn't look as pretty. Then mm -hmm. doesn't look new, so new anymore. Yeah, it looks just worn. Yeah, exactly. My mom, would, my mom would just tell me, "Oh, it's like it looked worn. Like let's get uh, let's get a new one." But I don't feel that this <clears throat> my relationship was this. I, I truly consider it a relationship. Really. Okay. I just don't feel that my relationship with this jacket is over. I feel that uh, the jacket has you know the the hard weather and i i like this jacket and then the jacket is still functional very well and it just doesn't look a bit worn that's it and then i feel that um I, I i feel that this i can wear it for at least five more years you know it just will progressively be more worn but it is still wearable and i and i and i i totally don't think my relationship with this with this uh, is with, with this with jacket, jacket is over close to being over right okay so and, and I, yeah, and same. I'm I'm just trying to say that now nowadays, and I I see the same really same thing. I look through this look my relationship with other things, 
through the same lens, including the the house that I live in, mm-hmm. in my phone, mm-hmm. and and the food that I eat. In, in fact, mm-hmm. everything is entity. It's just a non-life entity, but it's an entity. I'm in relationship with all of these entities, and I, for the most part, to be honest, I don't think things that I that are considered considered traditionally considered I own. Sure, I, I yeah. So, but in other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Are things that I own, but to be honest, I, I feel it is even too much for me to call that I own them. Right, you, you're borrowing them because they all go back in the box, right? They're all yeah. I I, I have a relationship with them. Yes. So I don't know, I don't know how to define it better, but I think own is not the word I feel very comfortable to use anymore. Sure, I, I understand what we're saying. We don't we should have uh, or we should consider our relationships with non-human entities more. I thought you were going to start trailing in the direction of animal life. Animal and, too, I guess. Oh, right. And, and it's just one thing I haven't touched upon. Yet. Hey man, if you're, if you're discussing your relationship with your jacket right now, I, I feel like I can just assume that you're going to value a relationship with an animal. Okay. So <laughs> we're good. Um, so discussing this, uh, relationship because we can get on the animal stuff after if we want this relationship with your jacket now relationship is a very malleable word right and what you're talking about is getting down to some really specific really complex discussions something that is not of any level of intelligence there's no sign of sentient life no no, i don't agree i'm not sure it's just like we don't know their intelligence let me just tell you so so again the reason that i call my relationship with my t-shirt or my jacket a relationship because i see strong similarities with my relationship with my mom Mm -hmm. or or my good friend. Say, for example, I'm reasoning with my good friend. You know, we got to know each other, right? Mm-hmm. So this or that reason. We kind of hear, feel this kind of click and we we'll say, hey, I like what you just talk about. I like the way you think. And like, we, I just like hanging out with you, right? Mm-hmm. Say, the next day, I, uh, one thing, uh, so one day I have a difficult. So say, I, I need some money. So I, if I say, hey, I, I could say, um, hey, I want to, can you give me some money? I say, hey, I, 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 it's going to be a long time until I have the money. And then I just say, hey, I don't want to give you the money back. Mm-hmm. You know that it's going to damage the relationship. Yep. <clears throat> so, and, and then this person say, hey, I thought you were that, but you're actually not. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is we all have the possibility of, of doing things that are short-sighted and damage relationship. Mm-hmm. And there are so many ways to damage. So yep. what I'm trying to say is actually, in my opinion, any relationship need maintenance, need awareness, near yep. knowledge of the other person or the other entity and yourself. Yep. And you, you need to kind of have some sort of vision or you're a lot of people don't, but in my opinion, the way I do it is I, I have a, basically, um, I do not want to treat my relationship with my family or my friend or my jacket you know, expo- exploitive way, meaning mm-hmm. they their resources are limited, and it's a pr- it's a privilege to not get to know them, to 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 interact, to build this relationship. And so, for example, my my jacket. And so same thing. You know, I was talking about how do not I do not use a exploitive approach when I interact with my friend, right? Mm-hmm. Same with my jacket. I could say hey, I just wear it and just throw it wherever I want when I come back, in order to just make it super dirty. Mm-hmm. And and just don't care about it. And then it probably and then when it's like half new, I just throw it away. In my opinion, that is an exploitative relationship, where I'm I'm treating my jacket in an exploitative uh, attitude. Right. Okay. So yeah. So a couple of things here. Let's take a 
couple steps back and I'll drop in one of these next concepts that fits uh, your relationships between people and like working on them and such. So I, I explain it as that there is a gap between all people. There is always a gap. And when you're <laughs> my friend, so uh, I just told him the distance is 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 um absolute and the closeness is relative yes. as a gap yeah 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 so the, the way i explain it is i say that there's a gap between people and the the purpose is to constantly fill that gap as much as you can but you can never fill the gap it's impossible and, and i think it's it's healthy to recognize the gap and recognize the gap can never be completely that yes and just constantly just okay there are so many gaps i don't know which one to fill because um why don't you just recognize and know that you know you others your friend doesn't really depend on you it's it's just like it's just fun it's just good good having or having good time when you're hanging out together they you are not they are not dependent on, on them but at the same time you know that when you are together when you keep this contact is both good for both of you guys yeah. so i don't think yeah so i and I, I was just trying to not overwhelm with myself with constant thought of so many gaps around mine my closest friends when we're parting we say mind the gap as a way to remind each other that I'm aware that you're a human and I'm a human and our lives matter and I'm going to be cognizant of our, our that whole idea. So we're on the same page there. Now back back to this jacket relationship. Um, I I really think about can you consider because I, I feel like there needs to be a different word other than relationship or a relationship with a jacket compared to a relationship with a person. And I understand what you mean when you're saying relationship, but I feel like it's it, and attachment isn't right either because people will say it's an attachment, but that's not the shin. It's gratitude. It's valuing something, right? And then we can almost, I, I feel like we could almost take the consideration that the jacket is made of and been processed by people. And at the end of the day, it's all come from the earth. So it's almost as if when you are talking about the, val the way you're valuing these relationships with these objects it seems like being your relationship with the planet. Would that be fair to say? Um, that is not exactly what I what I what I, because I'm also valuing relation with with extraterrestrial objects. I don't think I'm just I only value my relation with the planet or the beings on the planet. Um, I do not consider this. I do not consciously consider my pillow, my my phone, my jacket as one object. On the planet, I do not think this. I I I do not think my items is dependent upon them being one item on Earth. Okay, so if so, they're not a single item on the planet. There are individual items on uh, on the planet, but in my uh, in my valuation of them, uh, whether they are an item on the planet or not doesn't seem to be a necessary component, but it is a fact that they are items on the planet. That's true. Right. So what you're or is what you're saying that if we were with you, that yeah. it would have the same value. Probably more, but uh, yeah, probably more because it's cold right. or else. Yeah. yeah. What I'm so, saying is the jacket is still from Earth. Earth has provided you the jacket. Yeah, but that is not true. How, how is that yeah. not true? Because if you look at uh, from a biology perspective, um, all of those, um, all of those, for example, we got a pear. So I'm not sure if you like pear. What is your favorite fruit? Apples. Okay, let's say apples, right? So apples, they are uh, they grow on an apple tree, right? Yep. Apple tree. Um, apple trees have leaves, right? Mm -hmm. And their leaves are green. Mm -hmm. the, the green leaves they actually um are green because they have this type of um 
chlorophyll. Yep. And capture sunlight. The sunlight comes from where? Comes from and your apple is sweet because carbon dioxide and water were converted into sugar、mm-hmm. and stored in the apple because it was powered by the solar energy that is captured by the leaf. And you see, so and then energy again. The tree has a trunk. Is also similarly because the solar energy is stored in the tree trunk. And thousands, millions, many, 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 many millions years ago. <clears throat> These trunks were buried under the earth, and then they were converted into a、uh, patch、uh, uh, into oil, and then this coal and whatnot,、mm-hmm. you know, and animals. So what I'm trying to say is, these again, they are actually coming from the sun, not the earth. Okay. It is from the earth, but it's actually from the sun. But again, I'm not even think. I don't even. I'm not even sure if sun is a very source. I'm just saying that it's from the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, if I may, then, rather than saying from the Earth, more specifically, the universe has our material world has provided you the jacket. Yes. Right. So then, existence in our material world and the universe is going to have some sort of energy, and、okay. for it as a whole to have a an amount of perceivable or not sentience to it. Can you paraphrase that? Uh, basically, that it seems like the universe could have its own mind as a whole.、Uh, I'm not sure what kind of mind, but the, yeah, that verges.、Um, I don't know. I do not know how what type of mind is, but、um, if I'm very comfortable with that type of statement, but、mm-hmm. I think I know. Yeah, just in general, not definitive. Certainly not definitive. This is the the, the the makeup of the universe. Yeah, foster the possibility of、uh, us existing, including. You and I and those jackets. Yeah, but the makeup of the universe made it possible. Yes, and so I feel like your relationship with your jacket is this.、Um, just breaks down to a relationship to the universe, or more specifically, the way you're treating your jacket is an attempt at respecting the universe. Yeah, in my own way. Yeah.、Uh, whereas the w- the way that differs, because arguably you could say that your relationship with people and the way you treat that is a way to respect the universe as well, technically. But also, it's that the relationships you have with individuals, your jacket can't really respond to your relationship、Not、with in the yeah. Not in yeah. Okay, we've come to a consensus on the jacket. <laughs> Not in the human way. Yeah. Okay. So the next point. Yeah, I'm, I'm just using my.、Uh, just want to wrap.、Uh, just quickly. So、yeah. It's not even. I like just mentioned. I'm just talking about my jacket as thing. But to be honest, I I see every single thing that yeah, I yeah. own. Yeah. Same attitude. Yeah. I don't have a too particular relation. Gets <laughs> from the past. Yeah, no, I get it.、Uh, so the the next point is,、um, and as we've found with this absolutely amazing conversation about a jacket, is that communication terrible, terrible system right now. What we have our ability to communicate, and what I mean by that is that thoughts or the human thought, and I, I'm sure as someone who has a PhD in cellular and molecular neuroscience. Arguably, one of, if not the most complex thing in our existence. Just insane how complex a thought can be. Right? Are, are we kind of meeting on that understanding? It's pretty complex. Yeah, and we're currently trying to share thoughts by communicating. Just ridiculousness that that is our form of sharing something so immensely complex. Yeah, I mean, definitely. If you, the, I mean, you. I I definitely agree with that. It's like this. It's a, our ability, our way, our method 
is kind of a bottleneck in a way. A relationship with it and what that means, because you can say relationship with my jacket and people can just take that in so many different ways without any yeah. context. <laughs> but like when we just broke it down there, we got down to like the nitty gritty and it's like, oh, okay, it's my relationship with the universe. Well, Jesus, that's totally freaking different. <laughs> They're 11 and this jacket represents her and all this other shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's completely different. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So communication sucks. We got a gap between people. We need to fill that gap. Uh, so I, the, the next point is the, I call it the personality Venn diagram. And it's that we imagine a matrix that exists. So there's just this infinite matrix. And that matrix represents what a personality could be, right? All possible has a Venn diagram circle that is on that matrix somewhere that is who they are as a person, right? And are if you meet someone that is very much like you or you get along really well with or you have a lot in common, your Venn diagram circles are overlapping a lot. More like personality blobs, right? And so then when you spend a lot of time with someone and the purpose of this communication is to, or this analogy is to, and all of these is to simplify talking about complex things, right? And non-tangible things. And so relationships like we just went over are extremely elaborate. And what the hell does that mean? And what, what relationship is what jacket mom, like it's all so variable coming to agreements on things and et cetera. And I feel like it can be used for a few things. For example, when you spend a lot of time with someone or you really hit it off with someone, when you first meet them, you might have a lot of overlap. The more time you spend with them, both people are open people that like to grow similar shapes right? By spending more time together. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. yeah. And then we can use it as an explanation for when people disagree on things. So if you are very strongly in one direction on a certain topic, and I'm very strongly in another direction on a certain topic, and you and I meet last, last uh, person I interviewed, we discussed this, how if we meet and we have just a teeny tiny notice, because I can't just suddenly see where your personality is. It takes time for me to build that in my mind, right? But over time, I notice that you have a certain spot in your personality blob that is something that I know I am way on the other side with. I know that I am in a different area with that particular topic, and I totally, it can be a situation where meeting you, I recognize that as the relationship builds a little bit, and then I kind of part ways, and I have no intention of morphing my Venn diagram with yours because... Why would I want to? I don't want to have to deal with trying to match them on that particular yeah, I, thing. I think I understand. So I think there are two things um, we, I want to separate a little. Mm -hmm. The one personality is the, the second thing is one's stance on, uh, on issue. These are something somewhat separable. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely, definitely separable. Yeah. So so uh, in terms of personality, I read my, my understanding is it's very interesting, but again, it's very, um, uh, it's not very de definitive or not quantifiable. I'm just trying to say, um, I don't know why the, the that type of attractiveness tend to be different, uh, like with how friends attract each other. Oh, like, okay. So you're saying romantic relationships compared to friend relationships. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, that's something increasingly become more obvious to me. But mm -hmm. yeah, and I feel that uh, friends, they tend to be actually more similar. Like, but in a romantic yeah. way, there are some things that you have to similar, but uh, other things you have different things. I don't know why, but but I'm just saying, again, it's just about, mm -hmm. they're both relationships that you kind of main, mean to maintain, but I feel that I don't know why there's this dichotomy happening. 
Mm-hmm. Then again, regarding st- stance, I was just saying, um, yeah, I mean, I, it's true. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many things I was thinking. Not a lot of people are very ready to change our, their opinion on. Okay, um, so those. hang on. I'm going to cut you off there because we're going to get into that, sure. the the stance thing, right? Yeah. So we'll get into that in a later analogy. Um, we're, we're understanding each other on the current Venn diagram blob thing, right? Um, yeah. And to kind of play into what you were just saying about romantic versus friend relationships. And you're basically expressing how you're more recently developing this awareness that similar to them are these same things as whereas a romantic relationship doesn't necessarily have to involve that is kind of a very vague summary of what you said yes um so it's basically these you know there are much more than these two relationships right Mm -hmm. so i'm saying that it just while you're saying that i just realized i just realized that i want to reveal these are both strong relationships, um, potentially strong relationships, but um, the the type of overlap is different. Yes. Your your framework that you just introduced, I feel that it's like friends, they overlap on, and in different ways with, yes. with, with, um, with uh, partner relationships. Right, yeah. right. Which and is- that you, you just went ahead and like, this is why I want to do this. This is why I want to talk about these things because you unlock different perspectives on life, right? So me just kind of giving you that, you went, hey, whoa, holy shit, friends and romantic relationships overlap in very different ways. And like to express that in words without that analogy model is complicated and difficult and it's not tangible. And so when you're trying to explain, I mean this one specific thing, right? And so to kind of further your point, it, it's in, I find with my fiance, she makes, I say time and again, she makes up for so much of my shortcomings. It's just amazing how many things that I have it's, or that I hate about myself that she has just chiseled away at chip. And I hate it every time. I'm just like, God, I love you. <laughs> it depends on your friendship with them, right? But it depends on what you quantify as a friend. And, and there's so many variables, but you're you're not relying necessarily on friends for that. Or maybe you do, right? Maybe some people do. I personally feel like I needed a romantic relationship to find that they have a friendship that makes up for their shortcomings. And therefore, they don't need a romantic partner that makes up for their shortcomings, right? So if we think about my shortcomings as these little empty spots in my personality Venn diagram, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I need a romantic relationship that fills that shit in because I know that sucks and I suck at dealing with it. So yeah, I need that. Whereas with friendship, I I might not need, might not be averse to that. Yeah. I mean, it is very interesting because um, when you're saying that you need this and that, it may make you feel as if you know you're doing this all for of all for um uh selfish purposes. But I just kind of want to say that um I don't think that's the case, and there's something honorable about that. But um I want to use analogy of um, multicellular organism. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that you know uh, as uh, during the evolution he- uh, history of the Earth that. You know, the first form of life that emerges, I think most people believe these are in, uh, single cellular, uh, just one cell, right? And they are self-standing. And then gradually, um, they kind of um, start to form clusters. They're, they're still in, somehow they decide to cluster and it seemed to be better for both. So so again, I think this is just the, the, the very interesting thing about, so there's, there's some virtual in coming together yeah yeah and uh, i really appreciate your words on that and i to 
if or is that when you're saying it's honorable like i know myself and i know the value i can provide as a human or as a partner or whatever and i know that if i find someone that can make up for certain things that i lack that gives me the opportunity to be a better person for them yeah totally. right <laughs> yeah and then together together you build something bigger than both of you exactly yeah while we're communicating while we're talking as we're doing this it's as if you could because as we've during this conversation, I can reference anything that we've talked about thus far. I can reference the phone conversation we had the other day. I can reference their texts. I could maybe I could probably reference certain parts of German conference because I've I know a certain amount of German, you know a certain amount of German. So saying that and acknowledging that has created a certain structure to our conversation. And that brings me to uh, the Lego hologram analogy. So Essentially, as we're having this conversation, any conversation, it's as if between you and I, there is a floating hologram and we're building and I have my own and you have your own and I can't see yours and you can't see mine. And as I communicate something to you, so I say something, I'm adding to the structure, right? And communication, another kind of variable is communication is 50-50. So it's partly what I say and what I intend and what I mean, but also it has to be partly what you perceive structure that we're building and it goes in a certain place. But in your mind, you see me place a different piece in a different location, right? And that can become complicated and that's where misunderstandings come in. For example, if we start this conversation and no context is given, it's just kind of jump right into the middle of a topic-ish. And I think at the beginning of the conversation, we're talking about a spaceship. And you think at the beginning of the conversation, and you're like, hell yeah, there's a body, obviously. And then you're like, there's a head. And I'm like, mm, I'd call it a cockpit, but I'm not going to correct you on that because I don't want to be a dick. So sure, yeah, there's a head on it, right? And then you're like, I'm like, there's and you're like, yeah, wings for sure. It's a dragon. And then I'm like, there's a tail and you go, yeah, a tail. And then I'm like, and then there's fire. And you're like, yes, definitely fire. And I go, and it's shooting out the back. It's got armor too, right? And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's got armor. And in your mind, you're thinking scales because dragons got these hard scales, right? And I'm like, yeah, and the armor's made of metal. And then you're like, okay, no, no, this is stupid. And I'm like, what do you mean it's stupid? And you're like, I don't want to talk about a metal dragon that farts fire. This is dumb, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, hang on. What do you mean, dragon? I thought we were talking about a spaceship. So you following me on that so far? Very much so. I'm right. And so then this analogy gives uh, opportunity for us to paint what I just did. And a very, very clear picture of misunderstanding and how misunderstanding happens. As well as you can branch out into so many different other... Be say if Because saying specifically, like, I'm talking about a spaceship period is like showing intent and conversation and stuff. People don't lead into conversations like that. And a lot of this in the over is going to boil down to poor communication skills by the majority. Of and so if we know what we're talking about or we're clear about it or we understand the function of a conversation and how it works, then we can navigate it most often, even when they get to the point like dragon with the they're still mad at each other and they don't oh, even I, go ahead. Sorry, um, I, I'm not sure. Tell me what in your opinion is a function of communication <laughs> what is the function yeah the so communication and uh i guess the whole goal here represent yeah, learning go ahead no and i i i kind of was intentionally creating this tension <laughs> so play being trying to uh, to make uh so but you you know uh, so what i'm trying to say is you know Communication. A lot of people actually don't come into a, 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 a process of communication for the 
purpose of understanding others. A lot of people actually come into the conversation in the, for the purpose of letting others understand them. Agreed. They care about understanding others. 100% agreed. And then probably a, 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 a better version is, or possibly, I don't know actually, it's probably, that is like both people can actually got on the same page. Mm -hmm. I mean, for one, I mean, because I just, this thought just came to me just because you mentioned the word or the phrase function of communication. I just realized, wow, what is function? I mean, for example, I, I mom, my mom was a little, I was very naughty and I don't want to study. And my mom just kind of screamed at me. And then that was it. <laughs> I don't think my mom, <laughs> I think she would just like want to vent and yeah. tell, me that how angry she was i don't think yep. she, she might think she wants to bring a common understanding of something but yeah. she's probably not doing that yeah <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say but communication is not necessarily uh, to get other people or to understand other people although it should be it's that it's an exchange of information whether that is received or sent or whatever it's exchanging thoughts. Yeah, and a lot of time it is uh, one way as much as we hope. 100%. <laughs> this analogy, this one-way street is like if I'm, if we're building these, this spaceship dragon back and forth and I'm adding these things and you're talking about stuff and I'm on a spaceship and you're like, and then we put scales on it, I might just in my mind be like, yeah, okay, and omit that. Even though you said exactly that, just totally ignore it and then throw metal armor on and put a engine in it and pieces you add and anytime you try to add a piece just straight up pull it off the structure and go we're not building that i'm building this like a toddler that is like, like i want to build it even though you're supposed to be having a play date but that's clearly not working out because you're just i'll go build my own thing over here then fine and it's like watch me build this rather than let's build this together yeah absolutely i mean i i'm seeing that like almost universal yeah yeah, and yeah. that's awesome. You've just, in what you just did there was you just added to what I had because I haven't even asked that variable. People just being like, like kind of what I said there, that little uh, needy, little privileged toddler that you're said you're a toddler too, saying shit. You just got to sit there and watch them build it. And they shut down every attempt you make at creativity or fun or what. Nope. I'm building and you're, you're absolutely right. That happens conversationally all the time, all the time. And I, that is one of the biggest uh, issues. And so the, the misunderstanding part of it, uh, I built between humans, um, because when I use general words like this, you're, you seem to be pretty oh. consistent at being like, what's conflict, define conflict, Trevor. Shit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> not this one yet. <laughs> not conflict. Yeah. Okay. So conflict is misunderstanding. And that all conflict can be rooted to misunderstand. Very broad term. No, I actually don't. Um, I would want to, I feel called to modify that a little. Okay, <clears throat> do it. I do not think it's understand. I think it's incapable of building a common understand. Sometimes mm -hmm. this might be too, 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 is an understatement in that regard. It's like the, the difference in per thing is so profound and so deep and so wide that it, they become irreconcilable, irreconcilable. And they, they, I'm just talking, I'm probably more, more talking about larger scale and more deeper. So, so sorry, you're saying inconceivable? Is that what you're saying? Irreconcilable. Irreconcilable? Oh, Jesus. It's not, it's not, re, re, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's impossible to reconcile. Yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> 
yeah so mm, so um so so yeah i'm just i'm just talking about those larger scale and then those um massive type of added tragic type of um of of conflicts that you know we can we man we can retell many of them i feel that what i'm trying to say is it's just not me standing it's actually this difference in understanding has been in place for so long has developed for so long it becomes so uh, profound and solid and and rigid and so so massive and so um so um man i think you already <laughs> nailed it because yeah, that is that is like in place a lot of them are in place for so long and in people's head for so long and existence of sort so long that it it is just when they when they confront each other it is just um with the existing me- mechanism a lot of them are just like well i don't even see another way mm-hmm. other than conflict yeah yeah and, and so for our listener <laughs> because I needed to do this irreconcilable is an adjective of so different from each other that they cannot be made compatible. So I feel like you just kind of nailed that with that one word all in itself. And thank you for the new vocabulary. Um, So yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And so I feel like what you're saying is that all conflict, not all misunderstanding can be resolved. Or can be avert, avoided. Avoided, resolved, yeah. Because, yeah. Or else if they, it can, then we would ha- not have seen all of those conflicts that happened in history. Well, I don't know that I agree with that. I feel like, I think we'll get further if I get to solve <laughs> long-standing misunderstandings. We'll, we'll touch on that. Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, I'm just trying to say that um, those, those bring to understanding is doable, but it doesn't happen much. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Doesn't happen much. If is if a long-standing difference in understanding mm-hmm. existed already, mm-hmm. there's actually some idea that is held in massive amount of people. If you will actually start to be able to understand each other, mm-hmm. actually, you probably have to do a lot of work. Yes, and for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I feel so you're order for them to not have a conflict when they mm-hmm. yeah and, and so you're branching into both of the next points here first i'll stick with the station how to appropriately interrupt people another way to comprehend misunderstandings and how they work and a, another kind of representation of how difficult communication can be uh, and i call this a point five and the point five is something that i developed with my fiance kind of while we were trying to solve an issue with our communication, we developed this. Um, I have a thing where when there's something in my relationship that I'm struggling to communicate, I have a giant whiteboard that I've had for years and I always go to the whiteboard and take out a marker. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. And I'll draw out diagrams and shit. And I've had past relationships where they would get pissed when I did that because they're like, it's like you're degrading me and i'm just like no i'm just trying to communicate what this drawings are helpful i don't understand but my now relationship she loves it when i do that which is sweet she's like whiteboards are great every relationship should have a whiteboard what's that she might be the right one yeah exactly right <laughs> that's it we overlapped on the whiteboard part of the personality venn diagram good to go we're all set <laughs> So the point five thing is basically that so much time and thoughts are complex and like even just getting to the point that we have now trying to talk about these things, it's like, holy crap. And especially like English is not your first language. So I can't even begin to imagine how difficult this is for you. Like I've tried to learn German and I am not very good at it. And so and point to it, there's there's this whole overarching thing and there's a 
picture that I got a story that I got to tell we got to navigate and as I'm getting there I need to make sure you're following me and so to make sure you're following me I need to bring us to point one first right and things like that where you simply nod or you're making eye contact or you smile you are following me appropriately throughout this navigation and I'm like okay can we get to point one yep Yao's with me point two yep he's with me point three etc right until we get to point five and where we can also use this as a kind of a hybrid analogy with navigating like a forest or a jungle where you have a map and you're on your way to point and this can work for groups as well where whoever starts talking starts leading the part grabs the map starts leading the group through the jungle um, and when people interrupt this is this is where my relationship was failing <clears throat> is I as you can probably tell when I have conversations I talk about a lot of existential ridiculousness <laughs> that is right I talk about <laughs> yeah yeah like the stuff you talk about yeah. where I'm like hey what's up point one that's it and then see you later no I don't do that I'm like so I've been thinking and then my fiance is like holy shit okay let me strap down here I gotta turn my phone off buckle up and so it, it's that uh this the the where where sorry where the fault came in was that i had these interrupt right she would interrupt and i'm on my way to point one and she'd interrupt me and she'd go in a di direction that's not point one on my way to point one so that we can get closer to point five getting there and she says something that is valid and smart and useful information and relevant but not where i was going and but and i have now since taken on yes and because it's completely different right when i say yes but it's me saying yes and i'm trying to with yes like acknowledge what she's saying is factual or relevant or intelligent or that i just acknowledge that she said something at all and then when i say but in my mind but in her mind it's saying i recognize that you're saying something but you're wrong right and so this problem has come up in many many relationships in the past for me and i've always been told you always want to be right and i could not possibly explain it to them at the time and only now have i developed an expl explanation for that i want to be wrong tell me i'm wrong please right well, and, um, go ahead <laughs> um, i think i think um a lot of your thoughts, uh, my understanding is, I think a lot, of, a lot of your thoughts are so deeply rooted with, with a kind of a blank and understanding the world that as much as you invite others to challenge it, others kind of actually don't kind of um, have a good understanding of how you build all of your opinions in the first place or not really um, fully feeling invited to actually come to observe the blanket. Mm -hmm. understanding first and so so they may not also not have the patience to do that they were like oh you you think this that and then i think it wrong mm -hmm. but you would say hey i think that is because uh, uh 99 other things that linked to this uh to this concept actually and education so mm -hmm. challenge other 99 things in the in the meantime if yeah. you remove not 50 of them then you probably have a good chance of changing my opinion on this yeah, thing. Yeah. A lot of them are not ready for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I like that plays it right into the next thing. And I love that because that's like right on point for what I call the morality egg game. Before we get there, I didn't want to be right. I just wanted to get to my point five, right? It's like once I get to my point five, you can take the conversation wherever the hell you want to. I just want to get there, right? And yeah. yeah. Uh, and so then we can, th this brings so in. If I can summarize, so yeah. basically what you did instead is just say, let them know that you have 0.5 ahead of time so that please give me the total have the, the microphone. Exactly. And oh, so yeah. what, what you just said there yeah. is, 
where this comes useful in our relationship immensely. Just yesterday, my fiance, her and I were having conversations and I would interject because she would have a pause and then she would go, no, 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 0.5, 0.5. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Right. And she would continue on her way. So she doesn't have to say you're saying is relevant or useful. I don't want to devalue that. I don't want to sound like I don't care what you say, but my whole thought has not been shared yet. And I would appreciate it if you give me the time to get to the end of my entire thought. I'm definitely going to steal that from you. (laughs) Yeah, good. Right. Because then it's, it's, it's so much easier that all that information that I just elaborated on, I get that in that exact second and let her continue with her conversation, right? Oh, it's such such a great... Awesome. Uh, So the morality egg game. Oh, actually, before we get to that, the 0.5 framework can be used for group conversation as well, because if you're having a conversation with a group and people are navigating different directions, sometimes you'll get in situations where like, you're like, hey, group, let's go over here and you're navigating somewhere. And then it can be really hard to have group conversations in general because and you can get hangups where people are like, no, no, no and there's disagreements and all kinds of stuff and then you get to a point where you're trying to like work around to eventually get to the point five that you were almost at and then you like hit a cliff face and you're looking up at like a thousand foot cliff face that spans 20 kilometers in either direction and you're almost at your point five uh that's not what i meant in the whole framework the whole lego structure of the conversation is built in a certain way that you have navigated to this particular location and for you to take that group and get them to scale this cliff face or walk all the way around is going to take so much freaking time and effort and you're just going you know what forget it close enough people are like what do you mean i don't understand your point and you're like yeah, it would be so nice to get everybody really truly get a chance to speak um, thoroughly there. That's, that is so, so, so important. Uh, you know, if you truly appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, and not everyone needs to, right? Like some people are okay with listening and talking only when it's relevant. A lot of people just love talking. They're just like, I want to share my thoughts. Blah, 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 blah. I'm one of those people. I like their, they, like they might just sit there in the bushes, just follow along and let everyone else lead and, you know, kick rocks, pick berries, whatever, until they get to a point where they're like, hey, there's a, pretty sweet waterfall over there hey everybody check this out and then everyone's like oh hey cool yeah sweet let's go check that out you know what i mean and so you're like you're like like camping type things you're like camper i'm camper oh good good come on oh, yeah. okay, we're gonna talk about um our our road trip and camping experiences i guess yeah yeah we'll have to do that yeah. uh Okay, so the morality egg game. The morality egg game is set up much like the Lego hologram, where there's a hologram for each of us, but this time we are playing a game where we are taking two eggs and colliding them together, an opinion or a perspective that we have on a very particular topic. And as we're discussing this topic, and this ties into the stuff you were saying before, where we were talking about the personality Venn diagram, and you're talking about people having dramatic differences, different values, differences of opinion, and uh, the point five framework of uh, understandings about things that are different than each other, right? And that's where this kind of morality egg game comes in, where you and I have an opposite opinion. And as we converse, as we talk, it's like we're trying represent how dense or tough our egg is each time we share a point right following so far and yeah you're sharing with me are representing your egg in my hologram based on the 50 percent of your attempted communication and my 50 percent of perception on what you're saying and i collide the eggs together in my hologram collide 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 each time you say something each time i say something collide 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 and you might say something that chips my egg that she obliterates my egg right you could possibly extremely rare but you could possibly say something and to be clear i don't mean extremely rare 
me as an individual, I'm talking about society, you could possibly say something that could just shatter my egg. Give me a piece of information where I just go, holy shit, my egg was not nearly as tough as I thought it was. And obviously these eggs are built based on your experiences, your knowledge and conversation, right? And this is where we can discuss moments where you're spending time with a friend and they're trying to tell you something and they try and tell you and try and tell you over a whole bunch of time. And then you come back years later and you go, Hey man, I learned this cool new thing. And they go, dude, I've been trying to, a lot of people think, why didn't you listen to me? This happens with relationships all the time, right? Why didn't you listen to me? Why did you listen to that person? Or why was it that book that taught you that? Why was it that movie that made you think that and not me? Why was it that when I said it wasn't good enough? And it's not necessarily the case. It's most often that you were chipping away at their egg. You were causing stress fractures the whole time. Else that was the catalyst to do the final blow on their egg. Does that make sense so far? 100%. I mean, the same with, with uh, <clears throat> each one's opinion uh, as as isolated as they seem. Like I said, they probably have, a, 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 like, I was saying that 99 other things are connected to it. I mean, the same thing. You're saying there are, there are, there's those cracks and, and, and chips and whatnot. Yeah. Same thing, because those relevant information, you may not consciously realize yes. there, but actually there are. Yes. And then if some of them are being, you know, de defunded or debunked, then that actually will gradually <clears throat> affect your stand on that remotely relevant point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, you know, event might actually totally change that people's presence. Um, Sorry, what was that last part? Yeah, but on, you already said, but there, but people, what people notice more tend to be the final blow or final motion. Oh, is what people pay attention to. And it doesn't always happen that it's not necessarily always this big like holy shit the egg shattered thing um because sometimes people's my mind actually is for example uh barack obama's opinion on gay marriage okay he was senator actually he was not on he was senator uh in chicago uh, or he was yeah and then at that time if i remember he was actually not on board and then he later you know during his tenure there's a change in his stance yes. during his process but i don't know when it happened but yeah i'm trying to say that this happens all the time. Exactly. And uh, I was, I was, uh, this is, sounds like an awful example, but I was under this impression that um, uh, plastic surgery for women, breast augmentation, I was under this impression that that was great. And not like that I understood the, the science behind it and the psychology behind it, that larger breasts get more tips. Women with larger breasts, it shows like a more dramatic hip waist ratio, or at least the illusion of it, or they're perceived as being able to care for children more. And there's all sorts of psychological things that will make people treat you nicer, find you more attractive if your boobs are low. And then my fiance, of course, was like, do you not realize how much that poisons women? And I was like, oh, pfft come on. I was like, no, it doesn't. It's fine. Like it's whatever. She's like, no, it's killing them. I'm like, no, it's not. And then later on, I saw like some posts on Instagram of some fitness chick that I followed at the time that showed herself in a hospital bed and said that she got her breast augmentation removed and her breast implants removed. <clears throat> augmentation is the practice anyway. Their implants removed. And I was like, holy shit, that literally changes their blood. And like, there's toxicity and it's just literally killing them slowly and i just went forget all that other sh for that's terrible idea do not do that yeah um i i i i understand um so again i'm as isolated as, as this is this is such a very very complex issue mm -hmm. 
But for one, why does society actually perceive women and give assigned different value, uh, kind of treat women differently in the first place? Does, does it not show that our society have some problem or is, it, is in a situation that is not optimal, like us judging women based on appearance of, of their breasts? And is that not condemnable? Is it not like, doesn't call for us to improve the situation? I think it do, in my opinion. Yeah. And um, so <laughs> that's, that's a whole other complicated God. Yeah when you say this i mean it's just like there are so many things so yeah. so related i mean some I, I i i'm not even surprised that some countries in some countries women are even are like by law might be even prohibited from doing that or those, those, yeah those surgeries are are you know are probably um not even legalized mm -hmm. entirely yeah. so you know, in, in canada if you're it's allowed and it's just a personal choice more of or i mean again, again there's the finance part of so again, you you know the your dad may not like like your brother may be fine of like your 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 husband may you know so so there are so many issues around yeah. seemingly isolated issues. yes and and discussing that would be on the matter right and that that egg game to to tie in what you were saying before you were talking about uh, remember correctly people thinking I always want to be right and that you kind of branched into that these people because first you recognized or acknowledged my uh, this perspective of the world and life and its functioning and that when people go to argue with me about something they might not have the desire to argue the layers of details that are this blanket understanding that I had right am i getting that right so far um and so yeah. it's like when i'm playing the egg game when i'm talking to someone that has an opposing opinion to me and i'm playing the egg game i'm going to represent it in its highest possible durability i'm going to represent it as strongly as i possibly can but at the end of the day i want it broken following me on that i am um, but in this case are you talking about one specific thing at all? no 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 and that's the point is that i'm not talking about one specific thing Basically, you are telling me that you want me or somebody to trigger uh, existence. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had one and it was not fun. <laughs> I've, I've had them too, multiple times. Um, okay, so you want, you, want, you want another, you are hoping for another, maybe many rounds of, of, of personal evol evolution and, and refresh in your, in your cognition of the entire world. You want to uh, refresh your word veil as many times as you can so that but the, the example you gave existential but your attitude i just want to say that your attitude self make your egg just naturally because you are integrating new ideas mm -hmm. all the time that will naturally make your egg like comparatively more solid and hard to yes. break um, compared with other people just because you are just uh, fortifying your your egg shell yes. all the time <laughs> you would because the type of attitude you have i understand yeah. Right. Um, and I feel like if everyone, because this is this is what all of this boils down to: conflict, communication. <laughs> so I, want, I wanted to say something though. Yeah. So um, yeah. one aspect is um, so so you're saying that you want others to break it, right? In my opinion, yes. one thing that is very interesting is I mean I had a somewhat similar process. I I tried to be as open minded as possible, and I tried to absorb as much as possible as in my you know understanding system. But one thing that I discovered, I'm not sure if you agree or if you see the same thing, that is um, the more you you absorb, mm -hmm. you realize actually it does not become 
when your your eggshell does not become one isolated eggshell you actually the more you isolate and you meet other people who have similar attitude you realize actually your eggshell very much a connected eggshell with others i got you on this okay so (laughs) then yeah so like if we're talking about uh shit okay so what i can do is i can use the next analogy to help explain this so the next analogy is pinpoint versus dinner plate and it's usually used for I usually use it for communication to explain different levels of specificity and complexity of thoughts that you're sharing. Um, I created this link as an analogy for morality. Uh, and if we're talking about a morality that is, um, should you be physically violent against other humans? That is a dinner plate. That is a massive, like, how can, like, you can't discuss that moral standpoint because there's so many other variables within that like should you be physically violent towards another human i don't know are they trying to stab you like they on some sort of might be a good idea to punch them in the face right like what's the situation right and so we get into more specifics so if we dial that in right we take that dinner plate and we dial that into something more specific like a loony or something and we say something like should you be physically violent towards someone solely based on their sex or race or religion which this ties into that facebook post you said right no you shouldn't right like if that's your one sole reason to be physically violent or that is the predominant leading reason to be physically violent towards someone that's a terrible reason to be violent towards someone if they're having zero other effect on your life other than they exist and they look different or they believe different things you should not be violent towards them, right you better not but no uh, but people do <laughs> like people still do that's the problem right that's the current situation <laughs> situation yes exactly that's the current situation and that's one of one of the many many problems and so what you're saying is like this egg thing where you're trying to battle eggs it might get to a point where you're having a communication about a topic that is on a scope of say a hockey puck right and you're in your mind talking about this hockey puck size topic and you're playing this egg game with them and the breaking of your egg results from your realization specific variable within the topic that you thought was being discussed. And then you realize that your opinion does not stand in that situation. I'm not getting it. Can I say that? Okay. Can I, can I say that? So for example, <clears throat> say that we're talking bad and I'm like, is abortion good or bad? And we're arguing, it doesn't matter which side's being argued. And then what, and that's that there's a certain scope to discussing abortion. Right. And then one of us brings up the uh, what about rape when rape results in pregnancy and the other person didn't even consider that as a variable. Yeah. When that's brought up, that breaks the topic down to a more specific side and their opinion on abortion is no longer about abortion. It's about rape related pregnancies and whether or not abortion is relevant. And so their initial egg gets broken and they start to develop a new egg on that specific variable. Following me on that? Yeah. We'll be talking about things and you'll realize that the egg you had was out of little eggs or it should have been a bunch of other eggs or a bunch of other pieces rather than one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost a type, I'm not sure in... in... (sighs) in the art of argument in the art of di- dialectic mm-hmm. that, that, you know in greek there is this this school this training of you know you you develop an argument and 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 logic mm-hmm. is the system mm-hmm. 
I'm trying to say that in that sense, that is actually a very common tactic for someone who mm. uh, they just kind of they kind of win an argument. They just try to bring up out uh, in a way they actually are uh, stealing the stealthily, stealthily, stealthily changing the topic. Right, Ste- stealthily. Yeah, yeah. So, so that yeah, that is the that is not truly um, mm-hmm. open. Maybe claim to yeah. open, and that kind of not infertile. Yeah, and, and so. You, what you just said there is that with that kind of breaking down of size of the egg, people will use that as a strategy to win where they'll be... Or at least not to yeah. lose or lose their face. Yeah, oh, like that. <laughs> and we're bantering back and forth and I'm firm on that. I aware, I'm aware of topics smaller than that that can be more specific. But then you argue something size of a loony because i can't argue it i can't argue against that with my logic for the hockey puck but it's not they relevant downsize what's that? that they force you to downsize yeah and and well that's doable hey are you doing are you going that direction yeah and then you're like i don't want to I, i'm not talking about that specific of a thing i'm talking about something more general and they're like yeah but this specific thing and you're like well that's not what we're discussing right yeah <clears throat> So, so I don't really understand. Actually, another thing that I realized was I actually, again, sorry for trying to break, break your, your, your analogy, but uh, the more, the more I think about it, I feel, feel called to kind of bring a different perspective on this eggshell hitting type of analogy. Okay. I'm not sure if you want to um, make this parallel of your of your thought system as actual as a matter of fact, uh, because your thought system you you said that is um, fluid mm-hmm. and 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 interconnected you know somehow and then and also I believe that the more open you are, the more you integrate, the more you realize there's some universal universality to it. Mm-hmm. So I would say something that is slightly more fluid, such as, you know, rubbery air, air, some open, some watery type of um, uh, shape might, might be more close to that in terms of to the texture, okay. especially it's uh, expandable. But certainly you, if you want to say the become hardened when yeah. you are engaged in a specific discussion, well, for sure, it can be even more solid. It can be, you know, stones can also clash with each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... But, I, but in terms of your own entirety of your thought system, I think is is my opinion, if I have to visualize it, is probably something um, not always solid and also I think it's expandable. Yeah. So there's, I don't I don't, I don't, don't see your, your thought system as actual. I have the same standpoint here. One piece I did miss was that I typically communicated that each egg has a density of somewhere between zero and 100 just okay. somewhere in there and that's its true density to what you know as a human and expressing it to its fullest density is difficult right so if i have an egg that we're discussing and it's an 80 it's really hard for me to get all the information like <laughs> one for an entirety of our life <laughs> yeah right and so this to express the 80 is so hard it takes so much time and then i can build it up and as i'm talking to you uh, you're perceiving okay it's a 50 it's a 60 okay it's a 65 all right his opinion's a 75 right and then maybe i can get there you see what i'm saying right and then if you if i'm like build it up to an 80 and i'm building you add one piece and that all of a sudden makes your egg an 82 and i'm like oh shit i didn't see that right i didn't think you could put that piece there and then that totally like chips my egg or shatters it or whatever uh, um, for me, who uh, who has um, who have trained who are trained as a scientist, uh, that is m- 
that is super common. The reason is because I, I kept being struck by how our system of understanding the universe has been uh, evolving. I mean, I kept bringing this analogy to other friends of mine, but let me, I'm not sure if you heard similar ones, so may, I might as well just say that to you. Um, so, <clears throat> so come, come uh, interrupt me if you actually find yeah, it maybe many times so for example uh in the i'm not sure i don't remember anymore when newton lived uh what time newton lived but before, so newton actually developed the the, the three um three um theories mm-hmm. of the three equations of how planets move around in the universe at the time and um and he also developed the theory of force mm-hmm. and acceleration and whatnot so that was a leap a giant leap in our understanding or in our way of describing how how physical object work um, or or basically operate or or organize among themselves mm-hmm. in our in our physical world, and that has um, propelled the the of the uh, industrial revolution. If if not because of his genius, we would not have been able to march into the you know um, the trains and 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 the, the era with trains and with with uh, like electricity and whatnot. Trains, yeah, trains. Yeah. So, so, so. Um, but, but later it became difficult when they t- were trying to explain uh, Mercury's movement around the sun. They realized, hey, the uh, system doesn't predict so well. There's something like, like, why it doesn't work? Is there some inaccuracy? Mm-hmm. So, at a similar time, so um, Einstein developed the theory of relativity. So instead of <clears throat> Uh, theorizing gravity so so um you know and um, the sun uh, did the earth revolve around the sun because it's gravity between the sun attracting and uh, revolving it around it because of gravity mm-hmm. so einstein said it's actually because the, the, the weight because the, the amount of mass that mm-hmm. there is in the sun therefore it actually has the ability of bending space-time. So what you see as gravity is a consequence of gravity, uh, meaning the Earth revolved around the sun. That's a consequence of gravity. In his system of visualized works, it's a natural phenomenon of the space-time being bent by the mass of, of the sun. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you can even say that in this in his part, in his system, there's no gravity. There's mm-hmm. only mass, and mass can explain all those phenomena. Okay. What I'm trying to say is, in that case, the Newton's theory actually become a special case when the when the mass is actually not as high, when the speed is not as high. It's become a special case when when uh, the speed is relatively normal, uh, re- relatively close to what we can feel and sense. But when it, the speed is something close to the light, uh, so Newton's theory of describing things become very, very, very inaccurate. <clears throat> so. But again, we also think that this theory of describing the universe is not final either because people are trying to find other arguments to, to defy Einstein's theory. I'm trying to say that this time of <clears throat> this type of paradigm shift, this time of um, of finding a more broad system to interpret our our universe is actually happening all the time mm-hmm. yeah so so i think what is your question i, I think there's reason that i brought this you brought this up because i had described the density of a and then to a 70 and then to an 80 and i think you were tying this in that people will discover things about the universe and they're essentially forming a opinion about the universe and how it functions and someone yeah. might yeah yeah, yeah. And what i'm trying to say is our our my understanding is actually our ability to we can describe the universe and or we can develop theories to describe the universe. Mm-hmm. 
but our theory, our accuracy of our theory as as perfect as this condition. And mm-hmm. so as we are more uh, become better at observing, you know, our telescope and uh, then we have microscope and then our microscope can see smaller and smaller things mm-hmm. and see further yep. and further and whatnot. So yep. we'll start to see our limitation, our current most advanced theories, limitation mm-hmm. limits of those. And then we're starting to theorize something that can encapsulate and the, the current framework. So that one trying to say is, so our, I, I, I know very well that everything that I see, every single concept that I developed about understanding the universe is innately imperfect. Yes. It will one day deemed to be replaced. But we're but we are already pretty good. Um, no matter how it's it's so inc- inaccurate, but with this inaccurate theory, we can already develop phones with, with goods of uh, like strength. Like it is 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 one thing is about the theory, but theories are mostly developed for us to help us understand mm-hmm. and help us uh, make use of the laws mm-hmm. that already existed. But yeah. We don't have to push ourselves so hard in terms of trying to be perfect because it's actually not impossible. Yeah, and that's another point is that you can never really have an egg that's a hundred percent density. It's literally impossible on any topic. Can really warp to your presence and tell you that you're technically supposed to punch everyone that you meet in the face, and that's the meaning of the universe. And you're just like, well, shit, that changes everything, right? <laughs> um, and so. If I'm understanding correctly, you're kind of tying, uh, because I'm talking about morality and and understanding and communication and challenging morality with this egg game and your morality, morality is again, I was telling my friend the other day, as I was saying, ethics is no more than a fashion. No more than a what? Sorry. Fashion. Fashion. Yeah. Okay. For example, in Muslim world, they have Muslim ethics Mm -hmm. in Chinese world. 500 years ago, we have the Chinese ethics. And then Chinese ethics 500 years ago is different from Chinese ethics 1,500 years ago. Mm. It's different from, again, now similar, similar with Canada. When, when the, their, their ethics is vastly different from our current world. 100%, yeah. And currently evolves. And, and that dictates our stance on marriage, on mm-hmm. interpersonal relationship, on how we're, how frequently we're supposed to call each other and whether I'm supposed to call you uh, or uh, uh, call you ahead of time before I show up in your <coughs> door. Yeah. You know, does yeah. take every single Customs, thing. Customs, <laughs> of culture is ethics, right? And that's kind of what a lot of cultures are founded on is ethics. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, one person can be deemed like punishable by death sentence. Mm-hmm. And they commit one type of crime and the other one's like, you know, maybe there's say a verbal reprimand. I mean, as crazy as this sounds, that is actually happening. Yeah, absolutely. It is. You know, and I don't even want to go into the details. Oh, <laughs> man. Your whole kind of overarching thing about Newton and Einstein there and the understanding of the universe and how science develops its theories is kind of that as a as a species we have this kind of innate thing to try and understand and try and know more or whatever at least scientists and philosophers and people that really dig for that and that they as a species were kind of building these eggs and presenting his stuff and we're like oh wow and that's it that seems like it's a 99 at the time when it's received by public but really it's only like a 32 and then einstein comes in and he's like someone else comes in and says hey there's an issue here and then he it doesn't look like a 99 anymore it looks more like a 
two because someone said, hey, here's a giant problem. And then Einstein comes in and goes, no, no, relative, relativity. And then all of a sudden it looks like a 45 thing where we're balancing knowledge and information and thoughts and perspectives and stuff. So basically so far, um, it seemed to me to be relatively more or less infinite. I mean, um, I definitely don't see as... I mean, I definitely see there will be several more rounds of iteration in terms of how we perfect our understanding, perfect our paradigm, perfect our theory yep. of understanding the universe. But so far, everything, all of those explanations we have are human inventions. Yes. They are our understanding, our, our, we're trying our best to use those equations and a theories to describe it, but these are, are, are nowhere, nowhere close to perfection, mm -hmm. as perfect as they are. Yeah. And then we can get into the conversation of is perfection relevant? Is perfection the goal? Is like, what? how do we measure perfection? Like, that's just, oh, man. Okay, so what I want to move into with this is uh, that I say that I want all of my eggs to be broken. And I do. I mean that wholeheartedly. But I'm also fully aware that I'm human and I have an abundance of flaws, one of those being ego, unfortunately. And everyone has an ego to one extent or another. And I'm 100% aware that my ego is going to get in the way when it comes to the morality egg game. And I am going to get attached to some of my eggs and just ignore some people and be like, no, I don't want you to take this one. I like this one. It's shiny. And, and, and that's going to be a problem, but I'm going to be doing my best to try and swallow my ego and allow every egg a chance to be broken. And I feel like that is what is needed globally because we, and I'm not saying I'm going to succeed, it's to want their eggs to be broken, to want to have a better egg. And with that involves an immense amount of open-mindedness, right? And communication sucks. It's really hard. Everyone has very vastly different values. Personalities don't always line up, blah, 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 blah. It's when you're talking about this kind of ties in really good, you're talking about the understanding of the universe. And that kind of goes along with kind of really hand in hand technology, our understanding of life and existence and our universe and just the layers of all of that. The process of that is communication because Newton said a thing and then everyone in the world was like holy shit that's crazy and then someone else way down the line said another thing that opposed that communicated that to the world right like what you're talking about in your example is global communication to an extent right um and so we need to do that we need to globally communicate about freaking everything like why is it that we don't have just Zoom calls or Slack groups of scientists from all over the freaking world that have trans strategies they're using at a constant rate. I know why. I know the answer. It all comes down to money, read and the sins and whatever. I know the answer, but it seems wrong, doesn't it? You mean that not being done being yeah, wrong? Yeah, that that does not exist seems like we are making a massive blunder as a species. Um, I do definitely think about this a lot as well. I mean, it's come down to uh, where uh, we're imperfect. As as perfect we are, we're very imperfect, as you know, <laughs> as we, all of us know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I feel that, um, I feel that it, it's, it's like, well, there are so many ways for to say it. 
did that. So I think we carry a lot of historical historical burdens. Mm-hmm. Actually, today I was very shocked. Today I bought a book, one dollar book from a secondhand store, and because I'm learning French book, I'm going to buy it. It's very cheap. And so it's called uh, the Her- Heritage of Canada. And then. I, I, you know, I was not, my French level was not good enough. So I just left it on my bookshelf for a long time. And then today I just picked it up and was horrified. You know why? Because this entire book started with when French people started exploring, exploring the county only st- is, is in French. It's the only, the, the whole book only talk about the French for exploring. Probably went down to like how the English conquered that area afterward. Mm-hmm. I, they didn't say, you know what I'm saying? How, how, how limited that was? Yep. You know, I was horrified by that. Yeah, kind of like uh, how if you learn any history about the world wars and you live in the United States, you're convinced that the United States won the world wars. Like they did everything and they were the best. Yeah, but I just, I would just like how, how I think a lot of people were, were have their voice, but it's, it, there are so many reasons that people who have their voice and in a position to, to have this resource to, to communicate, unfortunately, for so many reasons that they are motivated or the, the message they communicate are so much motivated and so much um, died, so much so much um, painted, so much derailed by mm-hmm. the fear in them, by their, I don't want to use greed, by, by, by their, their communication, the messages are very clouded mm-hmm. by things, are very burdened. But by their ego, like you said before. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but ego is, ego is, I don't want to kind of just use a blanket um, word ego here in this case. Okay. Um, because um, I want to go more details, meaning. Yeah, you want to dial that pinpoint right right meaning um people communicate who people who are motivated when people communicate they instead of communicating things that are important that you and i think important in terms of making more the world more peaceful during more understanding people if you look at it it's about hey let's establish this business relationship so that we can make some money together mm-hmm. so that hey, hey can we um you know people are actually motivated by things that make sense for them yes but <clears throat> again you come down to this paradigm shift mm-hmm. i think what seem making sense massive right now i think when this paradigm shift which i hope will happen and i certainly hope, is going to be if you look back a lot of people will say hey those motivations were just so flawed, for so incomplete, so 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 misled. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you, you, I mean, you, we, I see you, and I see value. For example, we people communicate in terms of trying to bring an understanding of how to how, help our neighbor, how you know people mm-hmm. are suffering in the other part of the world, and how can we help them, and and why why this kind of massive inequality was. Uh, happening in our society. Unfortunately, a lot, a lot of people are just, uh, they communicate motivated by, hey, I have this, mm, um, uh, so um, lower mid class life economically. Mm-hmm. I want to go into the middle, middle class or upper middle class. Mm-hmm. They want that. They feel that their their priority, their peak is different in your yeah. in what you just said. They, yeah, they, yeah. they, they set a different thing for peak, for their peak. For some some reason, putting it there consciously, right? And yeah. and so I think that's again in terms of paradigm shift. That uh, well, something that maybe on their item number five or number ten, maybe it's on the very bottom there of their priority list. I believe there will be again when this paradigm shift happened. I think it's going to go 
much, much higher. Yeah. So kind of to tie it together that people don't have enough empathy where they're not considering other humans enough and they're far too focused on their own agendas. And and, and like, and I mean this as variables to what you're saying, right? Not, not the whole. Um, and you kind of the last thing you said that too many people don't recognize that their top priority is relationships, that people don't realize that relationships hold more value over things and money and where they are in distress or not necessarily in distress, maybe even moderately struggling. And I see an opportunity to sacrifice 10 to 15 seconds out of my day that will alleviate their distress or their struggle almost immediately. I'm going to do that. I'm just, I'm going to go out of my way. I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what gender you are. I don't care how much you weigh to help you. Am I going to do that for a random stranger if it's a sacrifice of two hours? No, no not, 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 not necessarily. It depends on the situation. Yeah, but. So basically, I, I'm just trying to say that now we think that is sacrifice. I'm not even sure that it will consider sacrifice anymore. I agree with that. Um, Again, when this paradigm shift, when people start seeing things different. Yes. So I see what you're saying. So like it's and and you're right. I, I'm super with you on that perspective. I'm kind of communicating it as sacrifice as something easy for people to understand that you're paying this amount of time for this task to help this individual. Um, but what you're saying, which I think is so on point, is that people need to take the understanding that we are a tribe globally of humans and we're these differences between us and focusing on them, like you were saying in your post, right? And that when you have an opportunity to help your fellow tribe of humans, that is naturally the thing that you do, right? That it's not sacrifice. It's your opportunity to truly be human. Yeah, it might be actually be, uh, you might start to realize that is part of your innate need, which just yes. is not purpose. Yes. Or for a long time. How long you want to go here? Yeah, I'm <laughs> taking up a lot of your time. I, you, you, I don't know. I enjoy it very much, but yeah, whenever. I'm, I'm in no rush to get anywhere. I just don't want to waste your day. If you feel like you want to segue out of this, I can wrap up. Um. So I think Um. I think it, this we seem to be coming back to some of the concepts we started in the beginning. I think maybe it's a good, good time to start thinking Um. about wrapping yeah. this up. Um, if, I think one thing just came to me is so so about because we just talked about the paradigm shift again. I I do feel that um this type of, this level of imperfection is this level of um of not yet massively realizing that's value. Mm-hmm. You know, mass mass um it 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 um, as. Or I just I'm starting to feel that there's some inevitability to it. I'm not sure if that's true. I'm starting to feel that there's some inevitability to it. Where, sorry, which which part's inevitable? Us never coming to a consensus or us eventually coming to a consensus on the value of each uh, other? Neither. Us at the moment doing this well, uh, doing this so not so well. Exactly. And I right. feel that uh, it's almost, and also I feel that it's inevitable that we do better. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, <laughs> We're at a pretty low point, honestly. Um, And so to kind of tie all these things together, to me, 
uh, if we were talking about, actually, before I tie it all together, I want to backtrack a little bit because you had challenged me and I want to make sure I address that clearly enough. You had said that the morality egg game, I might want to think of a substance or something other than eggs for the analogy. And then I went on to explain the density variable of the eggs. Did you feel like that appropriately accommodated for that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so again, I mean... <sighs> I, I would just say that um, I think this is a connected body. You know, our beliefs and our our how we see the world and there is 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 um is not necessarily so rigid. But again, egg is as rigid as it might seem. It's it's rigid. It's not so actually rigid, right? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Right. So. So I think, um, and like yeah. it can crack a little bit. Pieces can come off. You can even like break the shell off and still have a little membrane there. Right. You know and what you mean? Say, right. Oh, I'm going to build something, uh, back and, but build something based on the cracks that I have mm -hmm. learned. I'm going to build a better eggshell. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's basically the same. I might take pieces of your eggshell in certain spots or your egg and then rebuild mine into a newer, stronger one, right? And if someone shatters your egg, you might just take the egg that they broke yours with. And that is your new perspective on that particular topic, right? right? Absolutely. Awesome. So to kind of tie this all in, the communication is difficult. Our technology is immense right now. We just got fast-tracked with COVID on this right here, this Zoom call and connecting with people from who knows where you are on the planet. And just and it's insane that you and I get to do this right now. And like the thoughts that we just went over sharing, I don't know if the listener agrees, but to me, this is just craziness. Like in my mind, I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. What we're talking about, I love this. Um, and so is amazing like it's just absolutely amazing because if we consider like i mean it, this is not even close to comparable to hey did you see the game last week like it's not right it's not the same kind of conversation and so i think about like the problems that we have in the world whether it's ethical or moral or scientific or mathematical and i draw that back to our or how i mentioned that we should have massive amounts of communicating on massive problems all the time and not only that we should be trying to make that communication better like and and with that i don't know technology technology can make communication better like you could have if it's slack or a forum or something where you're like typing and people are writing or people are talking and you can write stuff down maybe if they're discussing a certain topic the group of people can come to a consensus on a very specific pinpoint variable of the overall pie size topic that's being discussed and then they can write that variable in a word and leave them and then as they continue to build the discussion they can refer back to that specific thing and know that it's something that everyone agrees on right and go from there and take all the genius minds in the world and build in that way. And not only that, emotion and communication, the fundamental things that make us communicate well or not well and engage them with these geniuses from around the world and have them teach these geniuses to communicate more efficiently so that we can fast track everything in existence. I have so many things that I want to say about this. Go on. Um, I believe everyone's a genius, truly. Okay. And I, I, when I'm doing things, uh, I don't truly um, feel that I'm super dumb. When I feel that uh, I, I, I'm in touch with with my innate state, when I feel that I'm in touch with like what I somehow is talented yep. and it at all. Oh, like when you're in the and zone. I, when you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel that I'm like more like uh, like more 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 like a genius. I at least I have that yeah, flash. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so, and I believe、um, from every single person that I encountered, to be honest,、mm-hmm. I feel that they have that. Yep.、But、the massive, massive, massive amount of people are not doing what their innate state, innate、uh, gift calls for,、no. calls them to do.、Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people feel stuck,、uh, mm-hmm. done. A lot of people feel that、uh, I'm just so bored. I I cannot wait wait to get out of my work. So so that's why when you said geniuses, and I was like, it's <laughs> something. And number two, um, when you talk about psychologists and and linguistics, and I and I, again, I have a lot of friends who are who are linguistics and psychologists and whatnot. I realized those fields are all in the process of development. Same with neuroscience,、oh, yeah. and neuroscience and everything. Yeah,、knowledge. I was gonna say that neuroscience is very young, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's old and young. So、yeah. many is like a lot of things are waiting to be figured out. And so what I'm trying to say is,、um, true. I mean, there's a lot of knowledge being built, and but at the same time, a lot of knowledge are in the process of being refreshed. Just like what you talk about in physics, and you know Newton, and and、mm-hmm. it was superseded or is like refreshed by、uh, Einstein's theory. So same thing with, with psychology, with with social science, and and political science, and、mm-hmm. all these. And I'm just saying that don't. Don't have to rely on those geniuses to to mentor everyone. To be honest, and so let let me elaborate on that further. When I say genius, I use it as a word to just summarize an imagined group or party of individuals that are highly educated on particular topics. Right, like you pull the experts in whatever. Like, de- sorry, it depends on. To me, it depends on what the problem is. It, if the problem, and it might not even depend on what the problem is, you almost want like, in my opinion, you would. I'm. This is very biased because I love psychology and I've done a lot of reading in it. But in my opinion, it doesn't matter what the problem is. You're almost always going to want a psychologist on the panel because whatever the problem is is going to involve humans and them doing things. And so, a psychologist is going to help in pointing out certain fallacies that happen in the human brain and human interaction and sociologists that are experts on. Again, I, I understand, but I maybe I'm just yeah, antagonistic. Yeah, antagonistic. Because I I know I I just want to say that I to be honest, I'm really not sure. I'm telling you why. Um, I feel that it's about. I feel that if we communicate truly more from our heart,、mm-hmm. truly try to listen, truly value others.、Mm-hmm. To be honest, I don't think we need to be educated. Sometimes that's actually one thing. When I visited Chatham, I realized people are kind-hearted. When they are kind-hearted, when they truly value others, what、well, what education they have doesn't seem to matter. And then again, they don't really need education or not. They may be educated, but but may not. This actually doesn't seem to be a true parameter or true true factor in terms of affecting their willingness to 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 treat others as equal or treat others with kindness.、Mm-hmm. And I think that seems to be to me, to be honest. That is a much more central property when, you,、uh, or most much most important、uh, component when you go into those conversations. And I I think some skills matter, but to be honest, again, trying, but、I'm, I guess I'm allowed to be at yeah, to yeah. try to be antagonistic.、Like、and I, in my opinion, that's important. To another layer of this possible hypothetical craziness idea of connecting massive amounts of brains, and that is. Having a like, if you have a,、um, be set up in many different ways, right? You're just, you're you're adding another layer to it, another thing to be considered, and I love this.、Uh, so basically, like, if we consider instead of my initial model that I presented with geniuses on a panel or whatever, if we consider there's a problem that is a global problem, and each country 
gets so many seats at the table, right? And whoever sits on the panel to discuss that problem is decided by a majority vote by the country. And then there's a forum, like there's the main discussion and then there's a forum within that discussion attached to it, but not directly in it, kind of tertiary to it, of everyone has input, everyone. I'm, I'm trying to say, I already, in my opinion, we just need to bring the most compassionate people, most empathetic people yes. in every country. To- yes that table and then the problem will be we'll be able to come to the best solution okay the the only problem i see with that though is in the world and we're trying to put the final nail on string theory and none of these people have a damn clue about physics but that is not even a problem Uh, that's that's like that's not also not really a, a very pressing problem no 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 i'm just giving it as an example right like if we're talking about things that are problems with massive amounts of money in countries or whatever we're going to need economists right or people that have knowledge in those areas like if we're trying to i agree like that i i apologize you see my rate of interrupting interrupting you significantly increased um and but when you when there's a point five you have to let you know yeah no keep going you know um, I'm trying to say is um, this has been do- been done routinely. Uh-huh. And, you know, we have uh, we have you know we, there are those Paris uh, Paris um, um, this forum that the United States just retracted and now they're trying to join the Paris Forum try, try, okay. try, um, treaty mm-hmm. um, of trying to to act upon uh, climate change. I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, negotiation going on, of course, and there's a lot of discussion and a lot of uh, experts on that. But one of the only thing I want to say, do we prioritize knowledge, expertise? No. Or do we prioritize what is the attitude yes. of those people who come in? Yes. Through the problem. Yes. And I think so far, for most, 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 most forums that existed, people only cared or cared most about is what knowledge you have, mm-hmm. and they actually did not care about attitudes that people come. And I think if there's, we're allowed to be, say, when we are really have the opportunity to choose, I think that should come first. Mm-hmm. So I 100% agree with you. And so. then like, if we kind of pull from some of the other concepts here, uh, if we think about prioritizing relationships, prioritizing the value of our relationships with all humans in general. Um, Not that you should always prioritize the relationship with a stranger over your finances or something necessarily, but you get my point. Um, This sense of tribe, that can kind of sort of be boiled down to what we call empathy, right? To be empathetic, to consider the other person, to put yourself in the other's shoes, to feel what they're feeling, right? Um, And then when we're talking about the egg game, we're talking that is openness, right? In a sense that is considered openness. And so, and and I know that these terms can be used in different ways and everything, but just to summarize and kind of bring together what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, as I know you will, uh, is that we should be considering, because you're saying we've been prioritizing knowledge and you're saying we should prioritize empathy and openness essentially. Um, as well as many other factors, but in the perfect balance. And you could probably, and I would say that empathy and openness is going to be more effective and we could probably uh, throw in ability to communicate right into that category because if the let's be real if the exchange of information to a common goal is the goal then more efficient exchange of information is going to be more efficient right um, and so if we have people that are the best communicators the most open and the most empathetic and if they're even moderate 
knowledgeable. That is far superior to people that are incredibly knowledgeable and shit on the openness and empathy and communication scale. 100%. So we're we're in agreement on that picture there. 100%. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. And that's technology. There is certain tests and stuff that we've developed to measure openness and to measure empathy. And you can measure someone's vocabulary and you can measure understanding of concepts. So like you could measure a bunch of different variables with communication and openness and empathy. So that would be possible. And then you would just have to determine what is the minimum requirement of knowledge for someone to qualify to discuss people and test their empathy, openness, and communication skills. Like that, I remember I was just saying that um, I think the current state of imperfection is, is inevitable. And I, and I also believe that the progress, progress is inevitable too. Mm -hmm. I think personally more toward that. Hundred percent, I agree. I and I, I want to, I want to maybe be a part of that. Even if I influence like seven people to communicate better, be more open, be more empathetic, try and get your eggs broken. Like if three people take that from everything that I'm doing, stoked. That's it. It's good for me. What's that? Sorry. <laughs> You're definitely doing that. <laughs> uh, I hope so. Um, yeah. Any, anything else you want to touch on here? Did we did we leave any stone unturned here, Yao? Well, I'm in. Oh, I mean, I know if you and I keep on talking, we can talk for oh, days. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta wrap <laughs> this up. We can, we can just, you know, make a, a temp, uh, like wrap, wrap, or like wrap up for now. Like, yeah, I'm game, man. <laughs> yeah, this is, this will, we'll call this pause instead of over. Yeah. yeah, we'll pause this, come back another day. And now that we have this foundation, oh my God, what the hell else are we gonna talk about next time, right? Um, I gotta say, so I got one last question before you, before I wrap up. If, we imagine the human consciousness as so so for understanding consciousness using the analogy of a movie a theater movie theater it's not good for that but for this question imagine consciousness is a computer monitor right and we're kind of in our head perceiving this computer computer monitor laptop whatever when people are working on a computer for a reminder for themselves, they'll quite often write something on a sticky note and stick it to their edge of their computer monitor. And that sticky note will say something, always respond to emails after you read them or something like that, right? Tell people with habits or whatever. If you could write something, you only got a sticky note to work with on a sticky note and put it on the monitor of the consciousness of all humans, what would you write? Wow. Is sort of a reminder of the people who are looking into this one of this is one person who is staring into this computer screen, right? So what do you mean? Is, is, a, is a thick note that is a reminder for people? Yeah. So it's like me right now, my existence, my perception in my brain is imagined as my brain is a hollow shell and I'm sitting at a desk and what I'm perceiving is the computer monitor. Yeah. And that contains, contains the entirety of the universe. Yes, okay. as far as I perceive it. And so you get to stick a sticky note on the edge of that monitor. What do you write on the sticky note? Well, that's such a um, such an important task. And uh, yeah, and you are bestowed the privilege. Yeah, what are you writing, man? Wow. Okay, I I really have to give me give me a, a few seconds because I don't I'm not taking this lightly. <laughs> I think at this point, and I think at different time point, there are different things that people need to be aware. Yep. I think at this point, I think I still want to tell people that <clears throat> you have more commonality with every single person that you know 
that your come across was that you think are too different to be able to. Okay. Yeah. To me this whole time, I got to at least pay you back a little bit. So we are more similar. Human beings are more similar than human beings are probably more similar than. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That works. I like it. It's not too generic, but. Yeah. But it, it, it paints the picture, right? Yeah. 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 It's just say respond to emails and they might know what that means, right? It's like I've heard of people that uh, get an arrow tattooed on their wrist, which is basically like keep moving forward, keep progressing, keep being a better person, right? There's just so much to that. So you saying uh, other human beings are most likely more similar than with you than you. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, no, man, I didn't ask very you to small, be a very small handwriting. <laughs> yeah. I didn't ask you to be a poet. That's good. I like it. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. And I can't, I mean, English isn't your second language. I'm being a jerk if I challenge you to summarize effectively. Um, and I, I honestly want to point out that I am super that like, I, I intend on putting more effort into my germ at some point, And I only have a fraction of an understanding change as you learn it. And I could not begin comprehend having a conversation like this in German, like, oh, good gosh. And so I commend you on coming here and having this conversation with me. And I appreciate it so much that you did this. And I appreciate your time. I, I, I'm, I'm basically trying to make, I speak English line up. I'm in trying, I'm in, as I still have some accent and I, my, my grandma is not always right. But I think I'm attempting to use it as a so-called coverse language, but I'm not sure how successful I have to do. As, as a coverse language? What, is, yeah. what does that mean? Because in, in publishing, uh, in papers, in scientific publishing, you have so, so-called co-first author. So basically contribute equally, but then they are both first authors. They both contributed English and hopefully soon French to be French, to be my so-called co-first language. Oh, so okay. maybe, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of us, I have some, uh, actually I have a co former co-worker, um, his wife is from Montreal. And I know that, so English and French is her co-first language. And I think she may, no, actually she has three co-first languages, Korean, English, and French. <laughs> and so these are languages in which she writes scientific papers in? So basically she would just uh, use them all like fluently as if they are all equal in terms oh, okay. of in her brain. Right. Well, I mean, I after all, I learned English much later in my life, but I use it frequent enough. I'm trying to be as frequent as uh, fluent as possible, but again, there's so so much I can do. So it's kind of only the second position in my author as my co-birth author in my paper. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying right. to give English as much equal contribution as possible and hopefully yeah, I yeah, can yeah. put French also as my co-birth authors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Times. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah, man. I, again, like, I don't even know. It's craziness. And I want to I wanna be able to speak another language like that. That's just awesome. And thank you so much for your time, Yao. I really, really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to say to the listener? If anyone is crazy enough to listen to us this long? <laughs> oh my God. I hope you would do some editing. <laughs> Edit some of oh, I'll, I'll be doing some editing. Okay. Um, yeah. no, I, I think this is a great, uh, this, uh, this is a crazy good uh, product. I think yeah. you definitely, I, I hope you, um, you would keep on doing that. And again, let me know if you think I can be of help in any other ways. Yeah. Doing this podcast right here with you that you would give me for advice that might improve the experience for you or the product or anything like that. Anything I could do differently? Well, I, to be honest, I cannot think of. I think you're a phenomenal host. 
Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I wasn't fishing for compliments. Uh, I legitimately <laughs> want to improve, but thank you. Um, mm -hmm. Is there anything that you want to share for like social media, a way for people to connect to you or anything like that? If someone's like, hey, I want to talk to this Yao guy, he sounds pretty cool. Well, I'm not really active on social media. I mean, well, I think they should listen to you. Okay. Listen to more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen to Trevor. All right. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, Yao. Uh, thank you, listener. And I hope you have a wonderful day. I am deeply grateful to you for listening to this podcast. Your support means the world to me, and I am committed to continuing to create content that resonates with you. If you would like to help me turn this into a full-time endeavor, I would greatly appreciate it if you could share this podcast with your friends and connect with me on Instagram at Talking About Talking Podcast, Twitter at Talking the Letter A Talking and YouTube talking about talking. Your engagement and support will help make my dream a reality.